0: You're listening to The Praying Man Podcast, your mediocre authority on everything outdoors.
1: I poop a lot. It's a side effect of the latex, <laughs> of you know, these diaphragms. It's a, it's a great, great regimen. By the way, was that
0: your work in there? Uh, oh, my gosh. Good? Later. Yep, we're ready. Ready to roll. All right, we're gonna keep this. This is pretty, pretty laid back. Okay. Yep. No gear questions, I promise.
1: Yep. Except the first one when I ask what's in Aaron's pack. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: right?
2: <laughs>
0: I know you've heard okay, this before. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Went on a limb. All right, let's do it. Uh, Jason Phelps, Aaron Snyder, we're here. Another episode of the Pray Man podcast. We have got the uh, the trifecta as well. Nathan Aloysius Bailey. Hello. Johnny Eastburn. Happy to be here, Jake. Thanks for allowing me back. Uh, you bet. You are on a word count. Okay. So we're keeping tally. <laughs> now, we're lucky enough, uh, we're down here in Eugene here, and uh, you guys were down this way for uh, a couple of seminars that you are doing. look exhausted. You've only done one. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Is this more exhausting than, I don't know, five days in the backwoods?
3: I'm not a great people person. I'm surprised I even came. So yeah, for me, it's a little difficult. I'm a bit. I'm introverted. Phelps though, he loves people.
2: I like people. I'm. I'm not a good speaker though. But I'm here.
1: Was I mean? Did you guys? Uh, I don't think we have a video offering on this particular one. But did you guys plan the matching onesies? <laughs> no <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, it work, it's working out great though we yeah. didn't even really plan the seminar actually I, no, I, like right. right ahead of time he was like hey we're going to talk about this and then but, luckily we're uh, whatever adapted enough in each different you know subject that we can wing it because it went pretty well Yeah, I didn't really stumble good. too much you didn't stumble too much no. so
0: that's good That guy seemed like he was kind of uh, close-talking you after the seminar. I noticed you kept inching Uh, backwards.
3: uh, You know, one, (laughs) close talking. He packed you right into the wall. It's difficult. Yeah, I got to the wall. I couldn't go any farther (laughs) back. And so that guy, um, the long history of asking for discounts, right? And so he Hmm. showed up. He's, he's he's so dedicated. He showed up to ask for one. And then, yeah, he's got the Asian close space. Like when you go yeah. overseas, it's like, you know, it's like 8 to 12. He, it's the Robbie Denning close space. Robbie is a close talker <laughs> to the point. like I. And the problem is with a close talker, when you push them back, they're so, it, you know, it's kind of like if you, you don't have toilet paper. You're going to grab toilet paper because you need it. With close talkers, you can push them back. They just come right back in. Yeah. He did that. I kept backing up. He kept coming in. I felt like it was some kind of offensive-defensive, like, basketball game. <laughs> I lost. But, yeah. Your one-man bubble <laughs> had two people in it. Oh, man. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah, it's bad.
0: Do people – so when you do these seminars, do people tend to try to give you pointers on your next call or your next
2: pack? Yeah. I just – I had a talk with a guy there for a little bit about why I should build a double-read call instead – or a double-read external. And just – yeah, they – I mean, but sometimes they have good advice. I I think Mm -hmm. we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we don't at least listen, but then Mm -hmm. we kind of chuckle at the same time. There's
0: got to be a couple, though, that have been like, all right,
2: that's. Or uh, like a lot of times, I don't know, I can't speak for Aaron, but a lot of times I've already ran down that rabbit hole, and there's a list of reasons why I haven't developed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: that's that's us. Well, and I mean, we came out with the 44 mag, which is something I worked on with a couple other guys for a, a couple years. And then, like from five years ago, a guy sends me something before I was even part of really Kafaro in Great Depth, like I am now, of something he drew. He said he emailed me. He's like, "I emailed you this," and I'm like, "Dude, I have no doubt you're telling the truth." I'm mm. like, "But I hate to be that guy," but I'm like, "It, you hand wrote. You're not an artist. <laughs> in your mind, that does look like the pack. In my mind, that looks like some squiggly mm. crap on a piece of paper." But so I, <clears throat> I try to discourage people to give too much advice because they'll come back later and say well i invented that and it's like well not really so anymore i mean i really don't you know unless it's a buddy or somebody i I know well Mm -hmm. enough i don't i don't but yeah you do get the guy that's why didn't you do this and it's like oh why didn't i think of that (laughs) (laughs) you're a genius (laughs) yeah we did try that dude it didn't work like i mean we're not stupid like we did our best and i would imagine you get that a bunch yeah
0: yeah
1: First of all, this idea is submitted on a Dairy Queen napkin, so <laughs> the validity of your statement, I don't
0: think, you know. All right, there's no to Dairy way to Queen that. Action. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Right. they own that
3: trademark, but I try to double read with yours. I just trimmed the other one down. I just yeah. you get a, a higher tone, but I think it's the problem. Is is too many Primos videos?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody's seen the double. What's that? I said everybody's seen the double. The the what yeah. is the. I don't even know what their calls are anymore. Hyper I got lip, an idea. Hyper-lip double. What about a
1: triple read? You got your double read on the rack? You got your triple read on the rack. Uh, Which like, one are you
3: going with? I tell you what, you don't want to blow on the double with a chew-in because it takes a bit more air and it <laughs> fills flies that? Oh, oh, man,
1: what... I packed, yeah, I packed a Hyperlip really quick with Redman multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know. Yeah. Pack it in. I know eight, what you're talking about. You know. yeah. Well,
3: I, I think, too, and I'm not a calling guru. Like That's why I just let you do it because most of the time, I, did, you, did you mention me? Because I heard you say something about not making
2: fun of Aaron. Yeah, I was trying to, like, describe a high-level hunter versus a lower-level hunter and saying <laughs> Which then, one was Aaron? Aaron was high. Okay. Just, but just then I use them in an example. on like a good caller. So I kind of screwed
3: it all up, but well, I was no, just trying to say uh, it's true. Like we don't, I don't call it near. like if you were with me, I'd kill bulls way easier in the timber, but up higher, we spot, it's just a different type. We, we call, on them. but yeah, we don't call much. Right. And, and Frank, he didn't call at all. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's like, I'm like, Hey, did you bring a cow call? He's like, I, I don't know how to use one. I'm like, you can't use a squeezy call, you can't something? <laughs> He's like, I just sneak in and he does. He just but literally we're talking two miles away and mm-hmm. he which is way different. You guys will walk all day until yeah. you get a reply. Yeah, I'm too lazy to
0: sneak in.
2: Too too there usually different.
0: is
3: that guy though
0: in the group's so like I got. Nah, man, I just – I would just – I'd mess it up for you guys, so I uh, guess I'm the shooter. But that <laughs> guy's yeah, – you know, yeah.
2: there's, <laughs> there's some strategy to that. There if you is. just can't yeah, ever yeah. blow a
3: call, then uh, you are – I got all... this Larnix thing. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frank, we're, he's going to have a, a rifle elk tag in a good spot this year, and we're going to film it because I'm like, dude, you're you're going to kill an, a good elk. And, and uh, he's like, well – are they still calling? I'm like, well, all we're going to do is listen to them bugle and we're going to walk over and shoot them six miles in. I'm like, there's not going to be like this long drawn out, like, uh, you know, lo- logistic. I'm like, we're just going to backpack in, we're going to sleep on the Ridge. And then in the morning, they're going to bugle and then we're going to shoot him Cause he can shoot 800 yards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he, you know, we're talking about like when they go into what second rut, basically second cycle, um, it's tailing into October, and then you get the ones that just are still bugling. I'm not a biologist, but I'm like, well, dude, they're still going to be bugling, so we'll just mm-hmm. listen to them, and we'll go glass, because they'll generally... Some of them are lazy by that time, and they're trying to recuperate from the rut. I don't know if you've noticed this, but they'll they'll come out of the timber, gorge themselves, and then go back in and sleep. And then you just wait there. They're coming right back out in the same spot, because they've been mm-hmm. humping for a month. They're tired, so... What do you have to say about that?
2: I'd be tired if I was humping for a month. Nate, uh, you were just telling oh, no, us about they, that uh, before we started. <laughs> it's a
0: lot of humping. No, yeah. yeah. I was selling my house, and I got 30 days to close, so... That's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the only downfall of ketos. Not, you need
1: carbs. You're <laughs> going to put, gonna put yeah, on right. an expedition like that. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> Shorter recovery time, though. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about, like, I've sat in a, on a few seminars, and... Um, not your guys. Also sex related. Yes. (laughs) There's lots of, lots of, uh, yeah, lots of options out there, but I, so there's sometimes there's that elephant in the room. Somebody asks like a no brainer type question or it's like that particular person doesn't have very good social skills, you know, love them to death for who they are. You know, they, they don't know any better, but every now and then I've heard a, uh, you know, just maybe inappropriate. What's the weirdest. Have you guys have any of those stories? Like,
0: because it's live, that, right? Like, we, were, well, we were like, like somebody has like, asked you. Social media is great because you can <laughs> kind of like that. plan all that stuff out. But when you're in front of a live audience,
3: I, you know, I haven't had too many bad questions. There is the guy that won't stop asking the question because he wants everybody to hear him, and they're really bad questions. In fact, I'm really having trouble not name dropping because I've done like five in Denver. Same guy, and I'm like, dude. That come on now like, like stop asking goofy shit like it's weird but when i started talking about wearing for me i guess um merino over and over testing it like i wore a set of underwear like i don't know three weeks in a row to see how bad the funk factor came in like immediately a chick goes what'd your wife think of that and i'm like you know i really didn't think to ask her what she thought of that because i was in the woods so i was like well i didn't really have any you know she didn't uh it wasn't a problem. You know, that's probably like,
2: <laughs> yeah. I was in the woods, but I, I haven't had too many bad ones. Have you? I, I just get the weird, awkward guy. I used to give away calls and stuff throughout the seminar for good questions. Well, then you get the first guy to raise his hand, and he, like, pieces his question together as he's asking yeah. it, and it's some random. I'm mm-hmm. like that. But, no, not nothing too crazy yet. Good. We're looking to change that. All right. So, yeah,
3: <laughs> hecklers. Love We're love playing them. hecklers. <laughs> yeah. My biggest out. problem is when someone asks something controversial and I've got the devil saying, do it, answer it. And then I've got the angel saying, you're going to get in trouble. Shut up. That's my biggest problem. Like oh, yeah. we had that just
2: happen out there. Oh, yeah, multiple times, The right? devil won on that one. Yeah. Like immediately it came out. Yeah, there were out. three or four times you could look at Aaron like, I know what he wants to answer mm-hmm. on here, but he's going to give the <laughs> PC answer mm-hmm. here real quick. Yeah.
0: In a way though, I mean, that's kind of Aaron for you. That's kind of been the, uh, you know, that's been your success. You know, you don't really have much of a filter for the most part. You know, I'm I'm sure as you've grown in popularity, maybe you've refined it a little bit, but that, you know, which I think is kind of cool is the fact that you, for the most part, say what you want. And that's what, that's what's refreshing about podcasts and, you know, these other forums where you can, people want to hear, they don't want to hear a polished corporate answer.
3: The issue that I have really isn't the gear because I don't mind saying, hey this sucks or this is good it's when other people are involved with the question of this guy said this that's when I get in trouble now because I'm like thinking immediately I don't want to come off as a bash fest but I'm like well what's that guy done is what I Mm -hmm. want to come like why are you even listening to that guy the guy hasn't done anything and so or I'll say oh really well I know that guy personally and he's
2: full of shit Mm -hmm. that's when I get into trouble now what are you thinking I was reading, I had a fa- uh, message come in, so I was looking down there. <laughs> yeah, well, you think about distracted.
3: it like you compare out callers, right? So I'll use you and Chris because I'm buddies with you and Chris, Chris Rowe. um, Chris has entirely different calling, like dynamic, scientific perspective than you. And I've had Chris on where he and I makes fun of each other. But I could say something about Chris now or say something about Phelps to Chris, and neither of them are going to care because they're both very good at what they do. And even though Chris dissects it way different, I'm like, okay, it's not a challenge bugle, but it's still a challenge bugle. No! (laughs) And I'm like, bullshit, I called, he called back, it worked. I'm like, you know, hey, and he yells back. That's a challenge. But it's not a challenge. I'm like, doesn't matter. That's semantics. (laughs) It's the same fucking thing, man. And uh, so that that doesn't matter. But when you get other people in the industry, they get their feelings hurt a little bit. But Mm. it is what it is. Well,
0: we're kind of in the (laughs) day and age where everybody's an expert, right? You know, and you can find on your social, you know, your social group, right? You guys probably all, for the most part, this Jimmy Lipper over here, all of his friends, probably agree with what he thinks and vice versa so all of a sudden you have this this clan mentality of you know i know what a challenge bugle is because me and 15 other guys you know we've experienced it or talk about it and we all agree the same thing so when somebody from group b says something somewhat different you know then you have this clash which you know it's it's fun but i mean we had somebody Make a comment the other day on one of our YouTube pages about reflex versus deflex because we did a bow review and we got a pretty good grasp on how bows work. And, you know, the guy was like, Hey, man, you know, like your review, but, you know, I think you got reflex and deflex mixed up, you know, and he explained everything correctly. But he just had the words reversed. He got the words. He got up. the words reversed, but he thought we had it backwards, you know, and it's like. It's okay, though. Thanks for your comment. Keep yeah, posting. Keep posting. We, yeah. we like the interactions. Our Patreon account. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: He's, he's lost a subscriber.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, it was all good. No. Like, it's just, again, to, you know, you have, 10. there's so much information <laughs> and there's so much bad information out there in some of these things. Yeah. yeah. Which so that brings much. up a good point. So many things
3: I want to say. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to keep quiet over here. Don't be a pussy. I get in trouble for that, too. The P word, I'm not supposed to technically use that because it's demeaning to women, but I've had multiple women pass me on the trail and yell that word out to me. So I think it's fair that I I should be able to say that. As they pass you? Yeah, as they pass me. Shanley Breesen being one of them. I'm not certain. She's like half man. No, she's cool. We're like, she's a a cop or whatever, but she literally is the closest. Like, she'll knock out 50 pull-ups in a row, one of those. Like, just makes you feel like a fat piece of shit. And so and she's got a squeaky voice so she's passed me on a trail screaming you fnd yeah, oh yeah bitch. like yeah bad and i'm like, well, why is it okay oh, for sorry.
0: her <laughs> wait a minute that's
3: not fair uh, oh lord
0: oh well you live in a pc world now i was yeah. i was talking to these guys the other day about uh, i was listening to a rogan podcast and you know he was they, the whole manhood thing came up and you know joe was you know a little bit more on the side of you know men still should be men and and obviously you know a man can be whatever, but the guest was kind of, you could feel him, and I was just listening, but you could feel him, like, squirming because Joe brought up kind of the same thing. He's like, you know, sometimes if you're on a hike with your buddy and it's only been a mile or two and it's not been a hard hike and he's complaining and bitching about everything, you know, sometimes you just got to look over and say, man up, bitch. Yeah. You know, and mm. <laughs> so they kind of went at it, you know, and, and you could just feel the tension. So yeah. So I can't imagine
3: what you're – It's the land of the wolf where I'm at. It's pretty Mm. bad. Like, yeah, you definitely, like, you're going to get made fun of for something. We're definitely gonna have to edit some of this out. But Frank, right? He's extremely, like, (laughs) well, like, (laughs) Frank lived downstairs, right? And I'd be in the morning making coffee and I'd be in my underwear. And, uh, you know, immediately you can imagine what he'd yell out at me as he came upstairs to go to work. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I'm thinking that that was how I was raised. I have a horrible but imagination. But, <laughs> you'll have to. <laughs> well, I'm just like thinking now if people recorded this, even though 99% of our followers are just like that, we'd all laugh. There's this 1% that can't accept the fact it's guys being guys. We don't mean anything by it. It's It's just the way we talk. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But like. Uh, it's just part of life now. And, and it's something I have to deal with constantly of getting myself in trouble where I'm explaining like, Hey, just because I said, Hey, don't be a pussy. Doesn't, isn't demeaning to woman. I've got a daughter. I want her to be empowered. All women around me. I want them to be empowered. It's just a word to say, don't be a weak. Well, yeah, but you're referring to a woman. And I'm like, not necessarily. <laughs> I could be talking about a cat, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, d- don't read into it too much. And I definitely this day and age, you got to think about it. So, um
1: question for the table so when if you know there's a there's a a move that can only be performed by a male that involves not wearing any thing south of the equator and it, it takes a lot of agility and dexterity and it's, <laughs> you might be familiar with it it's called the ugly woman you know in quotations <laughs> is that when a man does the ugly woman is that demeaning to a women kind? <laughs> And, uh, that's a good point. I will piggyback on that. Have either of you guys done the Ugly Woman? Perhaps when you're,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it on my best day. Now, no. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. It's more of an ugly. Uh, old anyhow, woman.
1: yeah, it's kind of a hunting ritual I've heard some people do whenever
0: they kill an some animal. You start out, dance around the trailhead there. every time. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. At least you have a whole place to hunt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People we've turned a lot of people yeah. away. <laughs> so speaking of that, couldn't help but notice the uh, swarm of people that follow you guys when you're done with the seminar has.
3: Um, are you going to say, why didn't they ask the question during the seminar? Cause that's what I was wondering. I was wondering why they didn't ask the other <laughs> so It
0: seemed relevant. <laughs> <laughs> have hunting spot, have, have you noticed more people? I don't know. Do people follow you guys? I mean, they d- you know, you see your rig on the side they of the road. It. I mean, I don't know. Is it, have you noticed more people hunting where you guys hunt? You, I mean, I know you pack in quite a way, So it you guys, totally you know, blows it doesn't seem spots. to stop people. Yeah, it yeah, blows out spots. Yeah, we've screwed up some spots.
3: You've Bad. totally fucked up parts of Colorado, buddy. You and the born and raised guys. I, yeah. Not me. I, <laughs> I, I I was just a guest. Oh, that I mean, people literally were calling me as they saw you guys in there. What uh, the, you know, yelling at me. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I don't hunt there. I've never hunted there. I didn't hunt there for a reason. I didn't hunt there because you hunted there. Well, <laughs> these guys are, and I'm like, you know what you should do is butch up, go up there and beat the shit out of Cody Clellum. What do you want me to do? Right. I don't know what to tell you, but like there were several guys that ran into all of you in the one spot. And I'm like, what are you calling me for? I got my own problems in my own spot. Like I can't do anything about it. That The issue I have is why on earth would somebody want to go hunt where I'm hunting knowing I got another very effective killer with Frank uh, for mule deer? So what on earth would you want to come do that for? You're not gonna outtime yeah. us. I got an unlimited schedule, right? I just won't <laughs> go back to work until it's dead. You wait but about. people will literally say, Hey, I know where you hunt now, I'm probably gonna be in there. I'm thinking, that makes people feel no that sense. to you? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, people have put their phone in our bumper with the track my iPhone app. Mm, okay. To figure out where we're at. I mean it's <laughs> it's strange wow. to me. So and there's lots of elk outside. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> but you I know you run into it saying
0: an odd way. amount of bugling
2: for May. <laughs> yeah, my my vehicles are unstickered. I try not to post too many pictures of what my vehicle is. Yeah. And even then I only take my personal like, hey buddy, you're driving this. I'll pay for the fuel.
3: Well, and or- if a guy approaches me like, hey, I just need to know where you're at. <clears> I think <throat> you're here. I don't want to go there. I'm much more because I used to, I had to do that with a couple of mule deer hunters where I'm like, hey, you know, a few years ago. I'm not trying to be that guy, but mm-hmm. I just, I'll stay out of there if you're in there. And they're like, uh, I'll throw it off immediately. Like I'm lying and I'm like, all right, I'll just go hunt where you are. I'm just trying to find out so we don't double tap this yeah. spot. But I've had other guys that literally just show up and they're like, oh yeah, I knew you were back here. Whoa. I'm like, oh, hey buddy, wow. how about a deal <laughs> on a, a, deal in a pack? Yeah. Yeah, Since no you're kidding. here, <laughs> man, I've been trying to get a lead <laughs> for a long time.
1: Yeah,
0: no kidding. I think some of that's ignorance though. I really do i i I think that you know we all grew up hunting and you know probably our our dads or uncles or grandpas whoever you know there's that that was instilled in us right there's some uh the word I'm looking for um Uh, not ethics but uh yeah i mean it's it's just good practice the
3: unwritten rule of the road
0: yeah a little bit you know like well you run into somebody you know and they were there first go find some other place to hunt you know and i just think some people especially because they're like hey i want to start elk and elk hunting you know and they're 35 years old and they've never done it before in their lives and they're packed in and they they don't know yeah they're like well i've heard of jason phelps
2: this is a great place to hunt yeah i'm just curious if it's gotten worse yeah how how much flack did you guys get um not so much the wyoming crowd wasn't very happy because that was a a (laughs) general tech i mean the wyoming hunt yeah i you know there were some colorado everybody knew us we ran into probably 12 people in the mountains and everybody knew who we were before we you know got within 50 yards of them yeah so they they were all there for a reason you know they knew that they were in that area. Oh, we thought you guys were in this area, or yeah. Mm. But, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's tough to produce content and never show any. Vi- it's, I don't know what the right solution is. You know, but I don't know. I don't know how to make everybody. Yeah, I don't, well, know, I how you, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know how you get the content yeah. without giving away some information. And yeah. I think it's on that person just not to try to look for it, and and to go yeah it's when funny. the buddies
3: screw you over that early gets old like okay I'm gonna take you in here but you have to promise me you'll never come back without my permit I promise I'll never do it I'm gonna I, I swear I'll burn your house down never I'll never do it and then the next day they're in there with two other buddies and they never asked you and they're like well dude it's public land I'm like do you remember that conversation we mm-hmm. had where I threatened to put a horse head beside your bed <laughs> in the middle of the night I totally have to do that now this is bullshit and that happens that's probably happened to you too
2: I have it? a pretty funny story on the reverse <laughs> i had a buddy give me a spot you know don't ever go back mm. and i'm and i was hey i, I think we, we're going to do that is it of right, colorado go back uh, nothing he never really said anything i told him again told him again now the guy hates me i'm oh, like yeah. dude i asked like three times one guy i already knew the area and then it, now he's all pissed i'm like you know whatever i guess if, if it was that easy for you to you know get mad you should have just said no earlier but whatever you can have your own yeah issues but no, I, I was raised like my grandpa's rolling in his grave that I'm in this building even trying to maybe help one person be successful at kind of like we didn't we lied about everything we killed where we killed it um and and like for me to kind of go this way I'm like yeah I'm sure he's not happy but <laughs> well what's amazing is how many people
3: call and ask you where to go and it's like okay, I got 70,000 followers on you know, whatever, and I've got whatever podcast, how much legitimate advice do you think I'm giving you (laughs) by the amount of people that ask? Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard enough to kill a bull. Well, you saw Colorado. What would you say the actual percentage of a guy coming from the East is to kill a bull in Colorado? Any low, low, low. Yeah, sub-10%. Yeah. And I'm thinking... So you think I'm just gonna throw all you guys my honey holes? Cause it's that easy for me. They just fall over. I've only killed three decent elk myself. I've killed a pile of raghorns, but they're like, I'm not looking for a 300 bull or anything. I'm like, well, that's good, cause it's not. You're not gonna kill one of those. Like it's a, it's a. I mean, how many bulls did you guys see over 300? One, two, zero. No, I know, I know where no, you're we, at. I would say five to seven. We probably yeah, we probably seen day. five over, five yeah. or six over. Yeah. And
2: I mean, and you, but that's a good area. And hunting hard and, and you know, putting ourselves above most guys, the ability to call them in that close where, you know, a lot of times in that brush hole, you're never even going to see the stupid things.
3: Yeah. Well, and I, I guess that's kind of my point. Some of the better callers around five to seven in 10 days. Okay. So you figure five to seven out of five to seven of those, you probably had one good opportunity. Yeah. And that's with some of the best callers around. What's some dude squeezing a freaking hoochie mama going to do probably not much True. so hmm. yeah. not to self <laughs> <laughs> those aren't good calls we should throw those <laughs> away bringing <laughs> <throw> <laughs> a lot that of hunters
0: explains a lot
1: <laughs> yeah and yeah. you mentioned social media i mean that's had a huge effect in my opinion you know on the on the industry yeah, in general like sure. like we all kind of in this room we kind of we see the other side of it cuz we've you know been in the industry from a manufacturing standpoint and at times we have played more in the, you know, the Instagram game and, you know, obviously neither neither of us three have compared to your guys' social following, but it's, uh man, the whole dynamic has changed just as far as, well, influencers and, you know, people that are, you know, you can tell, like they might have 20,000 followers, but the second they pick up a bow or a rifle, you're like, what the hell is this? This guy hasn't spent, you know, um, more than three days yeah. in the woods. It's just awkward. <laughs> just look, it's like when beaten. they, it's like when they hire the uh, <laughs> the uh basketball player for the, for the movie, the movie, you know, and you know, it's a big, it's a big epic, you know, last 10 seconds scene and
2: the he guy's dribbling. dribbling and it. It's like, this dribble. guy couldn't
1: start on a junior high freaking basketball <laughs> yeah, team.
2: I get it. I was like, yeah, it's all over. Even the guys that are, professionals in like one aspect of hunting like to watch them turn around and like try to show you how to you know tune a bow or something that they have no idea i'm like well i'm done like i'm just gonna stick to elk calls i know a little bit about gear but like just yeah yeah, there's some people out there that should not be teaching certain parts of of hunting just stick to using the stuff well and
3: that's what one of the i don't talk about elk calling hardly ever because i can call but not i mean that's what you're for i mean i didn't even I went and sat down when you're poor <laughs> I was like, there's probably not a whole lot I can add. I mean, the the thing is, is if a, a, a pro on Instagram has to take his bow to a pro shop to get it worked at, he's not a pro, right? And when I say I've taken mine and had guys because I'm in a hurry, but he's not capable of working on it, then you should you really take advice? So then there's the next thing of should you asking a guy what FOC he should have or arrow weight when he's shot, three animals and 15 years bow hunting. Mm-hmm. in my opinion probably not you shouldn't ask me for long distance running advice because i ran a couple 10k's because i'm not a runner i'm i mean what do you because you're trying to you're pussing out here chime in what are you thinking no i agree <laughs> i agree wholeheartedly I,
2: I don't i mean yeah it's just you got guys that have killed one elk telling you the you know what elk call you should buy or you know guy that's that can't even sound better than 90 percent of the guys that use our stuff telling you what elk calls you should buy and like some point it's tough from a an industry or a a business standpoint not to throw all those guys under the bus i mean or you see somebody defending a different call company and you go and look at the 48 guys that say this is the best easiest to use cow call and they've got zero pictures of anything and like man like me outside of the industry wants to throw all these guys under the bus and say basically your opinion doesn't matter but you just kind of have to keep going but it's just frustrating there and there are like I, it's not aaron just made the i take my bow to a bow shop i get the bow handed to me and I, I try to shoot it you know i so i'm not gonna be the one to tell you you know what you should do to get it tuned and and i think some people should stop trying to be the jack of all trades and be the king of one instead yeah yeah and that's what that's, that's, that's like i don't get like because i've
3: i've definitely gotten accused of being arrogant or timer 100 and i'm like look You're i'm not trying to, to be
1: <laughs>
3: arrogant <laughs> about <laughs> things because I, you know, immediately I'll make fun of myself for things I don't know, but I'll certainly point out. And it's not saying I know everything because there's a ton of stuff like, like calling. I can call elk. I've killed a bunch of them, but I'm not the guy you want to ask for, for that's what Phelps is here for. Well, you get the guys that have a limited amount of success. And I was there too. When I was younger, I've shot an elk or two and whatever that system was, is the be all end all. That's the way to go. But until you have like back data of 15, 20, 25 bulls, you really just got lucky a couple of times. You're not really into the, um, a point where you have like a lot, like I made this comment the other day, if I ran 2 10 Ks and I read every book there is to read on long distance running, that doesn't make me an expert on it. I'm plagiarizing. So I've never felt the burn, the pain, the whatever. So if you've backpack hunted once and you've read all there is to read and you've read everything I've wrote and, and Cameron Haynes' book and le- and read what he's read, you still don't know what you're doing because you never actually applied it. And and this is my own opinion. So you probably shouldn't be giving advice to others about it because there's just a lot to learn. And I get I, I do get credit, I get yelled at a lot about that. And I'm like, hey, I'm I'm just stating my opinion. That's how I feel about it. Cause I certainly I would get mad if I were, were Jason and there's some dude that's killed one elk, starts a game call company and kills one elk, killing, you know, starting a game call company. And all of a sudden it's kind of, it's, it's fabricated, which actually has happened. I was going to say, you have, you, have, you, have a, you have a
2: guy in your state that evidently doesn't like me. Oh that, yeah. That's that the same
3: thing. That dude's kind of different. Yeah. Yeah that's <laughs> a
1: nice way, like, way to put it he stands like 12 inches away when you talk to him <laughs> yeah uh, push no, him, he's, he push him off he comes he's
2: right back.
3: different that's this dude that, <laughs> he's a
2: guy that told you you were you're were all show and no go and everything was
3: oh yeah 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 you know, yeah, yeah, totally fake yeah. so i, I messaged talked to him. anybody
2: that's associated with me
3: oh yeah so i messaged him and i was like this was one of his pro staffers yeah and he said i was all fake and i'm like well dude i mean i have no issue meeting up with you at all zero (laughs) like no problem and he's like is that a threat and i'm like well i guess that depends on where you come from after this because it certainly could be <laughs> if it goes to that level. I'm just saying you've totally said I was fake and I'm 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 all flex and and no whatever and I'm like those you know, are implants. Yeah, well, that and not to say you talk about hunting too. Oh, yeah, 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 like I, everything. i oh, faking that way. Hunting. Yeah, yeah, and he, I'm thinking like I don't know, man. I post like photos of that stuff. I do my best to show validity to it, and and I've had the same thing with guys, you know, with with you talk about you know elk and I'm like well they they kill elk every year that's if you have like a baseline of validity if something tips over every year then obviously then there's some validity to what they're they're saying you know so
2: I think you said it maybe eight or nine years ago and it stuck with me forever is everybody can type nowadays without the threat of being punched in the mouth yeah that was me I did yeah I I did that's true I mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. in real life you don't get to say that to me you know or, or without I mean maybe you'll whoop my ass in the end but at least you don't just get to say that stuff or you know, take those, but it oh, is else, what it is.
0: And when else could you be, you know, like I have a direct line to Jason Phelps or Aaron Snyder or John Eastburn to a lesser extent, but <laughs> – Still could do it. I'm not on my phone. Still could do it. (laughs) But you know, I mean, uh, a lot of these times, it's like I just want to enter. I just want to get a rise. I want you to react, you know. And like you said, whether they believe it or whatever, act on it. If they were face to face, 99 percent of the time it would never happen, and these people would.
3: I'm dealing with it in the trad world now, and it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) kind of a whole another. Well, and it's
1: like you know today's world with how fast information travels. I think like somebody who's a you know a prominent. A person in the industry, you know, I'll use you guys as an example again, like 15, 20 years ago, somebody had to write a letter, which they generally didn't do. Or they had to, like you said, they had to cross paths with you. And now you're like just bombarded with this crap, you know, hundreds of little, oh, yeah. you know, jabs, you know, on a yeah. daily basis.
2: Yeah. And
3: I, I I, came definitely makes the job harder, I would imagine. I came out with this vein where right, I to shoot off whatever instead of a feather. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was strictly for dealing with wet weather. I thought it would be well-received, which it was by many. But there was like a specific forum where it got posted about. And immediately there was this old school crowd. i have done it for 30 years with feathers. Totally not needed. And I'm like, well, maybe not, you know. And and I'm trying to be PC. And I'm like, have you ever backpack hunted? And I listed like, (laughs) have you ever hunted in western Washington? You know, western BC. Have you ever done like multiple hunts where you can't come back and dry your feathers off and and then it came well you just need to learn to tune and i'm like well i tune more you know i'm like i do all this testing and i'm trying to be and finally i just <laughs> asked how many have you guys killed like how many animals have you killed in two have you ever you know these requirements. Have you ever done any of these? Which obviously was no. And I'm like, well, why do you even get to vote? Right. Like you, did, that's not fair. Like I don't get to vote on giving birth because I can't. I'm a man. Like and I have, I have no idea what it's like to be even in labor. People call you a pussy. Yeah, exactly. You still can't do it. You still can't. <laughs> can so it. it's like I think that there would be a lot more useful information if guys stuck to what does Greg Pool say? Know your role. Like stay in your lane. Stay in your lane and yeah. stuck to what you're good at. And there's nothing. Uh, you take Cam, like, uh, Haynes, cause I, we're in Eugene. He's a runner, right? Never super. I know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. He's super runner, crazy athlete, right guy mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and I don't think he really bounces out of his lane ever. He sticks to what he's, or at least from what I've seen, he sticks to what he does. Um, and, but then you take a, another guy, um, that's known in the industry that all of a sudden is, is commenting on blacktail, tail, white tail, mule deer, elk, and, Total combined in fifteen years is shot four animals, um, three of them with a gun. And but he's talking about archery stuff. There's nothing wrong with that guy. He could be great for the industry. I just think that he would be more valid or have a more valid point in getting better info out if he stuck to maybe just what he's good at, rather than faking it and yeah. faking the funk. Is usually what I call yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and
0: the the cool thing, I mean, if granted it. There's two sides to this coin, but we do live in an era where there's tons of information out there. Usually those type of people, especially in this industry, because we all can usually look at somebody that picks up a fishing rod, fly rod, bow, trad bow, gun, whatever, and within a minute or two kind of get the sense of how well versed they are. So, you know, these people that try to fake it, I mean, can maybe to a certain extent, but I think consumers are educated enough or can be if they want to be granted, it does take a little more effort just to find out like who that person really is and the validity of that person. So it is nice to have people like you guys and, you know, a lot of other good advocates out there that give you fairly non-biased opinions and information on how to hunt, where to hunt, you know, what, what to use and that sort of thing. And there's a lot of other noise out there. Sometimes you got to kind of sift through it, but, and that's unfortunate because that can consume, a lot of time
3: well how many times have i called you for out calling advice i don't know
2: a little bit four yeah. or five not What's a lot
3: that? yeah and, and it was pretty basic yeah. general stuff i
2: mean because you know enough to be dangerous well and, and that's the effective.
3: reason i know enough to definitely be dangerous to myself and scare off elk but there's a certain point in time where i have to be honest with the guy asking me for advice it's like dude eventually it just comes down to, i'm so dumb i won't stop and it has very like you would have killed the bull in one opportunity. It's taken me three days. So is, is, does that make me hardcore? No, it makes me a dumb shit. Cause I didn't learn how to call elk. I'm just <laughs> stupid enough to stay on them longer. And that's what I'm getting at where I tell people that I'm like, "Did I only killed that out because I stuck it out. So if you're going to listen to me, maybe listen to the mental toughness part. Cause if I had a dude that knew what he was doing, that fucker would have been dead <laughs> opening day. And 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 when people hear that, they're like, Oh, that, that makes sense. I, I get it. So, if you want to listen to me about mentally tough, you might want to listen because I, I, you know, but if you want to learn how to actually call, you know, you you might shift over because you're just not getting quality advice from from me. You're listening to me what finally worked, where he could have told you what actually would have worked the first right. time, you know. So And, and that has happened yeah. with elk before with me, where I just stuck it out long enough to where we finally sure. got it done. So,
0: so on that, kind of, how often do you think that, as far as elk hunting is concerned, um, we'll just stick with that, that people overthink things. There's so much information on, you know, what type of call was that? What type of bugle is that? What type of time of the season is it? The moon phase? Like, and I, I will give John a lot of credit because he's, he, as far as woodsmanship, you know, it's, it's fun to be in the woods with him because I learn a lot. How many, do you think people, that's kind of gone to the wayside as far as just like knowing what type of, uh, you know, food is available, the different types of timber, you know, the drainages that you're in, like what's growing there, you know, the water availability. It seems that people are so into having the right gear and the right calls that just being like, without getting too corny, but just kind of like taking, stopping, looking around, looking at your environment, you know, uh, examining animals, maybe in the preseason, just watching elk, see what they do, how they react. I I
2: think there is um, for sure. People are just overthinking it. And I hope not to throw everybody under the bus, but it kind of comes back to that 90%, 10%. -hmm. These 90%ers and and God bless them that they show up at my seminars all the time. They support me, but they're, they're in that 90% group. And so what they end up doing is they start looking, Oh, I need, hey these guys in kafaru they're killing lots of elk i need that pack now or hey these guys with Phelps game call seem to be doing really well they're almost trying to buy their success Mm -hmm. like they need these gimmicks instead of going back to the fundamentals of like you said food water figuring out these elk we're you know just trying to figure out the baseline um and and not trying to you know for lack of a better word have a forty five hundred dollar set of camo and a three thousand dollar pair of binoculars um to, to get it done so yeah i think there's a there's a I think if those guys spend as much time on buying gear and trying to learn the animal, whether it's elk or deer or whatever they're after, they'd be way better off. Yeah, I killed a lot of stuff in Walmart camo and cheap bows and back in the day.
3: Yeah, and that it's anticlimactic for guys when I'm doing a seminar to say that because I'm I'm the gear guy, you know, or not the gear guy, but one of the gear guys, and I'm like, well, the reality is, and it's no different from shooting. I'll have guys message me a ton on front of center and point weight and whatever. And then I finally meet them and they, they can't couldn't hit a barn wall from the inside of the barn. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe she takes some lessons, right? It's like, maybe you should learn to shoot, right? <laughs> maybe she like get some help. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, and, and it's the same thing with, the hunting, like you can buy gear, um, you know, and you can you can buy the cool factor, but the the actual field craft and, and woodsmanship is is earned and that's more difficult for guys at times. Sorry guys, these guys are really busy. Okay. They're generous yeah, yeah. enough. No, with their don't time, worry, so man.
0: We're we're hustling along here. What do you want to do, Johnny? Um, what do you yeah. want to finish up here? Well, let's have some fun. Let's do the game we, show. No, eh, I don't know if we, we just don't are
1: quite pause for that. <laughs> but uh, we'll do th- we'll do that in the future for sure. We might call on your guys' uh, expertise in the future for a- for a little game show idea we had. But uh, yeah, we're just gonna ask you some questions. Um, this is reference fire. Yeah, kind of. Uh, oh, no, but yeah. Let's do these it's, questions. It's gonna be open table. Yeah, I mean yeah, specifically this is good with you end. guys, because <clears throat> you know the wisdom that's gonna be you know bestowed upon people listening here can only come from years of experience. Of, of, <laughs> so,
0: no matter all the podcasts you listen to, all the segments of yeah. podcasts, this is the segment you want to bookmark.
1: Go. So, that being said, Jason, what's the appropriate amount of time to hold a bro hug after successfully recovering an animal? Or not successfully recovering One and a half an seconds. One and a half one seconds? And a half. Okay. I, I concur. You go one and a half seconds? One Or less. less. Okay. I'm or a fist less. bumper. Have you ever given a good game? No. No? no? Nothing not, the in the <clears throat> not in the woods. Not in the woods?
0: You guys are so straight.
1: Okay, feel free to chime in if if, you, if either you two feel anything Think so. Have you ever zipped your uh, sleeping bags together with anybody? My wife. Okay, wife. That that's that's an acceptable answer. No, not Neither. even
3: Frank. No, Frank and I don't even sleep in the same tent. It's probably yeah. best. Interesting dynamic with. Have you ever with zipped with your friends? tents together with anybody? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So. This vestibule opens right up. Can two Hillerberg mean... zip together?
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> quick scenario here. Uh, give me your reaction. To this scenario, you get back to the tent on the first day of a seven-day pack-in hunt. Your buddy arrives shortly after and says, now you're in an elk hunt. Hey, hope you're ready to pack. I just shot a bear deep in a canyon about two, uh, two miles away. I'm good with that. You're I'm good with that,
3: that? Totally fine. I mean, we're, we're there to hunt, so I don't it doesn't matter to me as long as something's hitting the ground I'm right I'm there. fine with it. In fact, I encourage everyone to shoot everything. And okay. so that's bad. That's, now, that's if you would have reversed that, for example, and we were that far in and which is totally Frank. And he said, Hey, I just shot a cow. I'd been like, well, let's hang it up for, <laughs> for a few days and we'll pack it out later. <laughs> Not that they say there's the cows less important than Listen, the bull. Let's just be honest.
2: We're dri- we can let it drip and age. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you down with that
2: no i'm telling my buddy go get it himself he okay. should be able to get out in three or four days <laughs> that was the correct answer actually so that's funny Uh-oh. are
0: we pulling from experience nate bailey yep okay <laughs> <laughs> oh man you got two, you got you got your choice you can bring two things or you can bring one of these two things toilet paper or chafe cream toilet paper. Yeah, I never chafe. You don't chafe? Ever.
1: I don't chafe no. either. You can spit yeah. on it
2: if you have to.
3: <laughs> John,
1: I, John, I want your answer. I don't know. Chafing is a big problem in
3: my world. <laughs> you need to shave it like a like a three-year-old baby. Oh, I mean, like pregame?
1: Like shave yeah. before you go into the woods? Because it always happens like the... Uh, I think I have some kind of normal, or uh, in, I don't know. There's some kind of HGH going on with my body. I tend to grow a lot of hair fast in certain places.
3: <laughs> mm, maybe and, you should get those those, uh, those those underwear where you tuck your twig and berries in. I've got them on The demonstrating company? The, the ugly woman? The ugly underwear? Woman? That we were no, about? well, yeah. But they're, uh, what are they called? The pocket, maybe? I'm wearing them. Yeah, mm. you now when it's cold, there's nothing getting yeah. tucked in those things. But when it's warmer, <laughs> it's supposed to stop the chafing. I don't chafe, so I'll I'll touch yeah.
1: base with you after this to to get some more
3: details. Yeah, I mean, like I can
1: play basketball on a Monday one week and chafe like crap. The next week you're chafing
3: again. What's up with that? It's Mother Nature's mean trick. Same way for hunting. Is he, do you have like a a forest down there like a Kafaru guide lid? Like a, <laughs> like we're talking like seventies hippie, it's, like Willie Nelson uh, Bush.
1: Y- <laughs> I wouldn't need a. Grab is it like it. a I would need to, grab it to cover it, everything down there, is it like a
3: like a mountain goat in November? Like we got talking like an eight inch cape. You're not wearing <laughs> enough cordura down there. That's uh, the problem. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, it's uh. It depends where I'm at. If I'm over east, I might take the chafe cream. If I'm on the coast here, we got a lot of broadleaf specimens, of moss, so I might, I might yeah. take the chafe
0: cream. But last one's for Phelps. <laughs> it is. It is. For Can me. you name the seven pitches slash tones? of a quality elk bugle. What? As you go up. uh, Can you name them all? It's like the bugling styles. Kind of low. No, you're wrong. (laughs) One. You didn't do your homework, The Barry White. (laughs) Two, Janet Reno. Getting a little bit higher, but still a very manly voice. Three, they got your Garth Brooks. He can do it all. He's your mid-tone guy right there in the middle. Then you hit the Dave Matthews band to the Justin Timberlake. Prince. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Right, Mariah gotcha. Carey.
1: I we, last year we actually ran into a Mariah Carey. Oh, this he This guy hit them all. held the high pitch for I'm I'm not exaggerating. I looked at my
0: watch. I'm like, how when is he gonna It was run? like
1: eight or nine seconds. And we were we were on some elk down in this crap hole and he came off of uh we, we blew the elk out. We had we had a missed opportunity. But he had heard us down there, you know, communicating. And so he he worked his way probably a half mile down the ridge and he was bugling like every Every five minutes. Thanks a lot, by the way. Powered bugling, born and raised, guys. Everybody <laughs> has to power bugle. Um, it can be effective, but uh, he would literally hold that high pitch, and it was he.
0: We deemed him the Mariah Carey because he could hold that nose forever, and he kept holding it. And he walked yeah. right by us. We, we sat down on a log. He didn't say I'm so. like, well, let's see what happens here. He walked by us. Had our lunch spread out. Nate had pick all right of his there. his goods, <laughs> his keto stuff laid out. Had a Phelps tube and a. Oh, he was Mount he Warrior. was geared, he was geared up, and he <laughs> walked, <laughs> he walked. Right did he really? It. Yeah. Did he really
2: have a Phelps tube? What's that? Did he really have Phelps he tube? He did. He did have yeah. a Phelps tube. Yeah.
0: He didn't have a Kafaro pack. <laughs> he might as well have. We were gonna rip one off, like because he was twenty <laughs> yards away, never saw us somehow.
3: <laughs> that that's quickly total but the same when you're talking about the Mariah Carey bugle like I w- we were uh, over the top of a basin once and there was multiple bulls and cows and screaming and everything you want to see and uh I, w- I was with a couple guys that we were str- strategizing what we need to do to get in there and everybody had a different opinion and it was <laughs> it's three o'clock in the afternoon right P- preak the rut and I was like you know what is a hundred percent going to change the dynamic of this bu- this whole basin <laughs> And they're like, what? And I was like, three fat guys dropping in it right now. I've like guaranteed something is running away, which will lead to multiple other things running away. We do not want to go in there. And, and they're like, well, we'll just sound like an elk. And I'm like, oh, we're all just that good. Uh, Cause I know I'm not, they're going to be like, where'd that guy come from? He doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. And I'm like, dude, we got to, and this is where I talk about like advice. Like if I would have had you or Charlie, we would have dropped in there. Mm-hmm. But there was so much rut activity going on and the wind wasn't constant. I'm like, I'd like to go in there in the morning with a high to low wind and kill them all. Where if we go down there now, we got a slight chance of shooting something because (laughs) we're not good enough at this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sneaky, but we can't the wind and there's too many elk. And so anyway, what ended up happening is one of the guys tried to drop in there and he, didn't hit the Mariah Carey. He didn't get there. And his first bugle, he was choked up. <laughs> and I mean, literally, I'm up above watching, and dude, like four of the bull bugles were full. Or four of the bulls immediately, like if I could have filmed it, we're like,
2: <laughs>
3: and s- <laughs> the rut fest stopped. Yeah, I mean, they were like, huh he's here. new right. <laughs> he doesn't sound right and then you know <laughs> that he
0: drop a turd in the old punch bowl huh
3: well it's funny because <laughs> the first big bull he'd been around that game he gathered everyone up and all the cows left and I, anyway i'm just thinking yep yeah, the one dynamic was us and it certainly changed and we ended up getting a, a bull out of there but it's amazing if you're not like a good caller how quick you can screw something up and it, from watching it at twelve thousand, and they're down at 11 2 you really are seeing like, okay, the things you don't see when you're calling, you're seeing it from up here. And what I saw was I'm going to call a lot less when I'm, you know what I mean? Like if I'm not confident in it, because a lot of times the elk tells you what you should be doing. And in my opinion, you can repeat it. But if you go in there and just start calling, sometimes it, it throws it out and it would have been better to have one super aggressive call. Well, he screwed that up. And like literally the majority of the bulls were like, something's wrong. And that ended that. I don't know what made me think of the Mariah Carey bugle cuz his was more like <laughs> the uh the stuttering guy, right? He was the Michael Jackson, or the Michael J Fox bugle. I mean, it sounded oh, bad. Too and soon And they man, all too took soon. off
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> the Parkinson. <laughs> there goes that sponsor. My bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. Well, mm. We got
0: to wrap it up, Jake. What'd you learn today? Uh a lot. Um You got something? I gotta, I gotta Uh, pull this together. Yeah, I do. I I learned that
1: uh, uh, Aaron's pecs are not implants. Boobies. They're yeah, Roman. They're moves. Roman statue. They're moves. (laughs) And uh, and Jason is uh, about to release a double-read call.
2: Tri- <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought we were going triple. Yeah. Oh, triple-read call right.
1: that uh, he got the idea from uh, one of his customers. We're going to call it triple-X. Yeah, yeah.
0: triple-X. You'll <laughs> be fine with that.
1: It's come
2: included with a
0: Copenhagen trap. Yep. Yeah. Uh, See, there's that's, that's the stuff you need to be incorporated. Trademark.
1: Dibs, write that down.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've killed an elk or two. Uh, like, I think I'm going to start my own uh, call company. And backpack company. Yeah, Apparently, everybody's doing it. Every That's island. what I learned. <laughs> I'm gonna be super successful. <laughs> and move to Colorado. What's that? And move to Colorado. That's really oh, yeah, through, right? definitely gonna have to move. When yeah. are you moving to Colorado? What's that? When are you gonna move to Colorado? Yeah. you build a new house. Yeah, they're
2: they're just, I would have to go somewhere else. They're just as crazy as us up in Washington. Yeah, it's way too yeah. Uh, they're going <laughs> in the wrong direction. Nader,
0: do you learn anything? I learned a lot. What's that? You mm. learned a lot, yeah. Yep. This was fun. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything funny to say about it, though. <laughs> what? Nothing's new, then. No, I'm just this is about. true. No, this is cool, man. Well, we appreciate it, guys. So right. um, yeah, we'll let you get back. Thanks to for you, having man. us. Absolutely. You can go back out to
2: the hordes now. And Aaron's, Aaron's getting nervous right now. He's going to talk to people again. He's turning white. I'm not so good
3: at the public thing.
2: <laughs> 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 Everybody That's was okay. like, "How did they I'm... make
3: you get there? How did whatever?" Because I just I don't go to too much yeah. shows or anything.
0: I got to say that, that I walked way. in and I kind of like oh, okay, there's Aaron over there. I could tell by the aura of "stay away from me" that you were giving off. It was impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, to some that. How up, does he do? It? I wish I could do that.
3: The, to some, how it works, or in in my opinion, um, I wanted to. My own my only objective was to live in the woods. That's all I wanted to do was be in the woods all the time and hunt all the time. As yeah. a byproduct, I got in the industry. Mm-hmm. Most people get in the industry later on start hunting well nobody said in the fine print as I got in the industry I was going to have to talk to people all the time And, and so I'm not very good at it and so really my main goal was to just live in the woods like literally be in there 365 days a year so I've gotten there it's just people have to understand it's not that I'm like anti-social totally i just don't know how to act around large groups of people i don't put the smile i'm not very good at it you're getting better but, but i'm awkward yeah. talk. i thought you i thought you guys were like, like, like i look out. down a lot which is horrible you know when you get close talkers and then i'm really freaked out and so but the onesies I'm, are weird i'm getting yeah. better yeah. <laughs> yeah they look
2: good though. <laughs> no,
3: just it. <kidding.
1: laughs>
2: all right we better go run that all right, all right you contest.
1: <laughs> see you thanks guys
0: Thanks for listening to the Praying Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you're looking for new outdoor gear, head over to prayingman.com for amazing apparel specifically designed for outdoorsmen and women. Finally, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search at Praying Man Apparel. Thanks. See you next time.